Season 4, Episode 23. What a bizarre day it was today. It is Election Day when I record the podcast here for the midweek bonus episode. Oh my gosh, it's just one of those stupid days. You know, things are a little wonky at work. And 30 minutes before I'm getting ready to come home, I work like um, 31 miles away from where I live. I've got to go through a mountain range to get to work, okay? Um, And it is the only route through the mountain range, okay? Uh, Basically, you're looking at about a million dollars in commerce, trucking commerce. It comes through this thoroughfare over this mountain range every day. And, of course, you've got one stupid bonehead who is driving a truck loaded down with wooden pallets, who thinks he can get up enough speed to go up the hill into the mountain range. And when he makes the turn, all the pallets shift and flip his truck over. And and he does that this morning. Seven hours later, the mountain pass is still closed while they're cleaning up the mess, which means a trip that would normally take me 40 minutes to get home is now taking me two hours and 15 minutes to get home because I got to go around by Robert's barn to get around the mess. Do you truck people know how to drive? Hopefully you do. I hope this guy never sees another CDL license. Oh, and by the way, not only do I have to get home to record the podcast, but I also have, oh, I got a tweet. But I also have to get home to vote. Oh, and I have to get to take my mother-in-law to vote with me as well, which is an additional 45 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Okay, make. I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, she did treat us all to Wendy's. So I guess I got to have some Wendy's chili, so it evens out. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. I'm Insane Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And we're still getting stupidity left over from Halloween. I'm telling you. Oh, man. (laughs) Of course, um... During the whole thing with Halloween, everybody was so paranoid about fentanyl in their kids' Halloween candy this year. But, as expected, I've not seen any reports of that actually happening. But that doesn't mean everyone's Halloween went perfectly to plan, though. A bunch of kids were out trick-or-treating in Edgewater, Maryland on Halloween night. Now, this is about halfway between Baltimore and D.C., and someone called the cops after a 45-year-old woman 
stood in her front yard screaming obscenities and flashing them. No, not with a flashlight. It doesn't sound like that she hates Halloween or wants them to skip her house. One report said she did it while passing out candy. <laughs> it's not really clear if she was in costume or not. The reports just say she exposed herself. Hmm. Any chance that it might have been a flasher costume? <laughs> or maybe an extremely accurate Tommy Lee costume? Hmm. Well, cops showed up and arrested her. She's facing charges of indecent exposure and disorderly conduct. And then there's the no-nonsense parent on Twitter who said she had a Halloween tradition where after her kids go to sleep on Halloween night, she throws away all their trick-or-treat candy. Yeah, she said, well, she forgot to do that this year. And when her nine-year-old woke up and saw the candy was still there, they gave her hugs and kisses. <laughs> well, obviously. Initially, the woman was, uh, was getting support. But then it started trending. She says that once it escaped the orbit of her followers, then she started getting a lot of backlash, with some people accusing her of bad parenting, even abuse. She didn't care, though. She said she believes it's re reasonable not to allow her kids to gorge themselves on candy for an indefinite period of time. She added that she's not, not mean. People are just looking at a, quote, less varnished picture of parenting. She also had some fun with the comments. One person said, why don't they just hide the candy from you? And she says, they probably do. Well, there you go. At least got a bit of reality in that. Well, here's a woman who did this better. Uh, who, the, the, I guess the woman that did this better hope the cops catch up with her before this girl's mom does. <sighs> a 16-year-old by the name of Tania Hill was working a shift at, at McDonald's in New Orleans when a woman walks in and robbed the place at gunpoint. She locked Tania and her co-workers in a walk-in freezer. So Tania took out her phone and called 911. And on the other end, she heard her mom's voice. Her mother, Terry, has worked at a call center in New Orleans for 24 years. She was supposed to be done for the night, but stuck around to help. They released audio from the call, and frankly, it's pretty nuts. Tania was freaked. It was like her first job, and she never thought she'd be dealing with a robbery. Thankfully, her mom calmed her down, sent help, and everybody in the freezer is okay. Terry said she didn't even realize it was her own daughter on the phone until Tania started calling her Mama and said, It's me! And told her to send help. <laughs> well, here's the call, then the comments from Tania Hill and her mother, Terry Clark. Mama, please hurry up. She got a gun. We're going to hurry. Give me a description. 
she got a mask on. She got somebody outside. And she got us okay. in the freezer. My lady. You in the freezer? Yeah, she has us in the freezer. I was very worried because I didn't want my mama to have to bury her youngest child. Knowing that I could have lost my life, but she saved my life, I was very happy. She said McDonald's, so I'm saying, what is your location at McDonald's? It's me, Tania, on Claiborne. Mama, help. Where it broke me down was when my child said, we're in the freezer. Cops are still trying to find out the, who the woman was who did it. And there is security footage. But she had a mask on. Oh, well. Uh, this seems kind of like a high risk, maybe a high reward online dating strategy. Some people have started doing something called reverse catfishing. Now, it has nothing to do with an angler. This is instead, you're putting up photos where you look better than you do in real life. Yeah, that's right. So that's what normal catfishing is, okay? When you're catfishing on social media or on dating apps. Well, reverse catfishing, instead of putting up those photos where you look better than you do in real life, you're putting up photos that make you look worse. So that way, when you meet that person in the flesh you'll be pleasantly surprised. And that's a better reaction than if you look worse than your photos. So when they meet you, they're disappointed, see? Of course, the challenge is actually <clears throat> locking down dates with those so-so photos on your profile. <laughs> but if you think you can pull it off, apparently reverse catfishing can get your in-person dates off to the best possible start. Oh, if they had such things whenever I was young and looking for dates. Well, sounds like these two were dating and just broke up. If not, they've got a really weird friendship. A 34-year-old Florida woman named Chelsea White got arrested near Port St. Lucie for biting a guy after he asked for his sex toy back. Uh, by the way, cops haven't said what kind of toy that it was. She wanted to keep it, and they were arguing. So he grabbed her purse and says, I have your bag. Give me back my property. Well, she started kicking him while they fought over the bag and latched on with her teeth. He admits he punched her, but says it was only to make her stop biting him. Cops determined that Chelsea was the um, <clears throat> primary aggressor and arrested her for domestic battery. Now, if the story sounds familiar, there was a similar incident in Kentucky about a year ago exactly. A 33-year-old woman borrowed a sex toy from her cousin and refused to return it and stabbed him when he wanted it back. She just recently got sentenced to a year in jail. <sighs> Florida woman, imagine being arrested for kicking and biting a man during a struggle for a sex toy, or as it's known in Florida, foreplay. Getting, getting into an altercation over a stupid sex toy. I guess these two really put the ass in assault. Well, cops arrested her right away, but clearly, I guess she's probably used to being in handcuffs. I don't know about you, but around here, central Pennsylvania... Catalytic converters are very popular and a very popular target, especially for thieves, to the point where you wonder if some thieves are stealing cars just for the catalytic converters. No, they're not even stealing the cars. They're just cutting them out of the car 
right there in your driveway. Actually, here's a police officer explaining why these car parts are so valuable. Some of the metals are $26,000 an ounce. You can see why, you know, it's very expensive repair to make, number one, but number two, why it's such a common crime. Well, the Justice Department announced the first national takedown of a catalytic converter theft ring. 21 people from five states have been arrested so far. They executed 32 search warrants. Stolen catalytic converters are a huge business. <clears throat> Officials seized homes, cars, and other assets from the ring, totaling $545 million. And one of the leaders of the ring was reportedly caught because he had a necklace with a charm shaped like a catalytic converter. And he was showing it off on Instagram. His name is Navin Levin Kana. He owned a New Jersey auto shop that allegedly bought and resold stolen converters. Well, there you go. Look, once again, a police officer's job made easy by the criminal. And I'll bet this cop is probably pretty thrilled right now. But he did miss a golden opportunity for this epic small world after all joke. Last year, a federal agent with the post office named Jeff Andre signed a criminal complaint in New York. It was for a guy accused of identity theft who stole $150,000 in COVID relief funds. 32-year-old Kashawn Burton. Well, cops tried to arrest Kashawn, but he skipped town before they could. And they've been searching for him ever since. But recently, old Jeff went on vacation to Disney World and found him. He was in their Animal Kingdom park when he noticed this guy who looked an awful lot like Kashan. Then he knew it had to be him whenever he saw a distinctive neck tattoo with the letter H written in cursive. So Jeff called the cops, and Disney security apparently tracked Kashan through the park, and he eventually left, but the police did catch up with him while he was waiting at a bus stop with two family members. Actually, one of the cops had to wrestle him to the ground. He refused to admit who he was, even after they matched his fingerprints. Now, he's in a small world, after all. A jail cell awaiting trial. <laughs> well, there's two teenagers in Iowa who, um, well, they were a little upset over a bad grade in class. They took a class of Spanish, and they got a little mad at the teacher. So, they killed him. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Documents were filed after ahead of a hearing where a judge will hear arguments on whether to suppress any evidence against Willard Miller and Jeremy Goodale, charged of murdering Nohima Graber in Fairfield, a town of about 9,400 people, about 100 miles from Des Moines. A lawyer for Miller is asking the court in Fairfield to invalidate four search warrants and suppress evidence from Miller's home. Comments that he made to police and information taken from his cell phone and social media platform, Snapchat. Graber's body was found in a Fairfield park hidden under a tarp, wheelbarrow, and railroad ties. Beaten to death with a baseball bat. Miller and Goodell, by the way, they were 16 years old at the time. Yeah, if you didn't like the grade, kill your teacher. That's pretty stupid. And illegal, by the way. 
There's been a massive uptick also in the hand washing, the hand sanitizing, the cleaning of surfaces in the last two years, as we all know. But are you ready for this? Experts have revealed the most most folks still need to clean one item in their life. It's no secret that washing your hands and sanitizing surfaces does protect against the spread of germs, bacteria, and viruses. And the world has arguably become hyper-aware of this ever since the start of the coronavirus pandemic in early 2020. Now, most of us disinfect many things uh, that we usually touch in and around our homes and in our cars and elsewhere. However, a few studies have recently revealed that it is our smartphones that really need to be cleaned the most. In fact, your smartphone can even be dirtier than a toilet seat as the item that most likely gets touched by our grimy little hands most of the time throughout the day, I'd say this makes perfect intuitive sense. Think about that for just a minute, okay? It may not smell like a toilet, but I can guarantee you it is filthier than one. And any of these kids who feel like they nailed their SATs are probably pretty horked off right about now. But anyone who tanked it is pretty psyched. Because a bunch of high school students in El Paso, Texas, see, they were taking the SATs in October, but now dozens of them are going to have to take it all over again because their tests got lost in the mail, you might say. The school mailed them out to be scanned, but they fell off a UPS truck shortly after it picked them up. Sounds like maybe the driver didn't maybe close or latch the back door or something. At least two students happened to see the tests blowing around on the road while they were driving. One of them got it all on video. Here, here's the students, Freddy Chavez and Reina Porras, witnessing the papers falling out of the UPS truck. I just saw a bunch of papers everywhere. I had no idea what it was. I didn't think much of it, but I just decided to grab my phone and record it. She was like, oh, they're actually Scantron bubbles because you can see the little bubbles if you really looked. So my mom, as a joke, was like, oh, they're your PSAT scores because I had taken that the day before. And today I just found out that they were actually the SAT scores from our school. Of course, UPS issued an apology, said they've been working with the school to recover as many tests as possible. But the last I heard, 55 test sheets were still missing. That means all those kids will have to retake the SATs the following month. You know, there must have been some confusion, you know, because these were supposed to be mail-in ballots, weren't they? You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, 
Well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Pittsburgh's largest newspaper endorsed Mehmet Oz in the high-stakes Pennsylvania Senate race over John Fetterman. But if the 2020 Steelers are any indication, Pittsburgh has a habit of backing total losers. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette called Fetterman's refusal to release his medical records troubling. But Fetterman doesn't want them out there because, you know, Halloween is over and nobody needs to see something that's frightening anymore. And after no lucky trick-or-treaters scored a recent billion-dollar Powerball jackpot, players vied for the prize yet again. Now, as of this recording, it has topped $1.9 billion. Finally, a guy in California apparently has the winning ticket. But people in cities like New York were really hoping to hit that Powerball so they could go from four roommates to two. The artificial intelligence market is growing rapidly, but Americans are hoping it doesn't go much further. 70% say they trust people more than technology. People say that if they wanted to deal with bots all day, they would just create a Twitter account. I mean, there's nothing worse than calling a company and getting artificial intelligence on the phone. They wind up making you sound like a glitching robot because you start saying, Operator! 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 A Baltimore family who ordered a prop casket for Halloween, they found a dead woman's belongings inside, including what they suspected were her ashes. It's... Sad that she was dead, but nice that she no longer has to live in Baltimore. The Wozniak family said they had ordered this casket for a Halloween party from Facebook Marketplace. You know, with dead people on Facebook Marketplace, politicians know where to look to grab some votes. An Israeli passenger recently caused a fire in the toilet cabin during an El Al flight to Bangkok initially. Everyone felt bad for the guy because they thought maybe he had Taco Bell before boarding. The incident took place after a passenger wanted to smoke without being detected and threw a cigarette butt into the trash can, but the cigarette ignited the toilet paper inside, which caused both the trash can and the toilet to catch fire. Now, I've heard about it getting hot in an airplane bathroom before, but that's usually just because people are trying to join the Mile High Club. And after a series of legal battles, Peacock has ordered Crystal Lake, a Friday the 13th prequel, straight to series. Jeez, this franchise has already been beaten to death. But I guess that's what Jason Voorhees does best. The series will presumably focus on Camp Crystal Lake, the New Jersey campground setting for the long-running slasher series before the events of 1980's Friday the 13th. 
people are convinced and very concerned that without an adult, Jason Voorhees, it won't be scary. See, but being set in New Jersey, I think, is horrifying enough. Kanye West was seen getting into an argument with a parent at his son's Saints soccer game in Los Angeles. This is an interesting evolution, you know, because I don't think anyone saw him going from Kanye to Karen. I, he can't keep going on like this. He can't keep going to kids' games and throwing mini tantrums. I mean, otherwise he'll wind up like other soccer moms and start driving a minivan. Tom Brady recently addressed his divorce for the first time on his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray. But for Brady, this is unfamiliar because, well, he thought only NFC teams like the Giants and Eagles could take a ring away from him. Brady said he's focused on taking care of his children and winning football games for the Bucks. Of course, the Bucks are on a three-game losing streak, so the best thing he can do is play Madden with his kids and hopes he gets a win there. President Biden told a room full of supporters in Florida that he spoke with a man who, quote, invented insulin. <laughs> insulin is actually a hormone product in the body. So the only thing invented here was a load of bull. Insulin was actually discovered by Frederick Banting, a physician who died in February 1941. Biden was born in November 1941. Two. So there's no way he met this guy. But one thing that's possible is that Banting voted for Joe. No pressure, but researchers from the University of California, Davis, they found that first impressions matter big time in the dating world. Although at this point, for many people, the dating world seems farther away than Mars. This study is one of the first of its kind because it accounts for how first impressions affect subsequent romantic outcomes. For example, if you don't pay for her steak dinner, you'll wind up home alone holding your bratwurst. And two giant balls were seen flying down a road in central London. Of course, this story isn't about Prince Harry because... Well, he doesn't have a pair of those. No, it turns out high winds caused a storefront's Christmas decorations to break loose, which led to two large ornaments wreaking havoc on traffic. But nobody feels bad because, well, that's what you get for putting up your Christmas stuff in early November. A newly released trailer for Avatar, The Way of Water, offers a more detailed glimpse at our long-awaited return to the world of Pandora, which is nice because at this point people would give almost anything to travel to another planet. And before losing the World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies were able to tie the record for the most home runs hit in a World Series game, belting five in a 7 nothing win over the Astros in Game 3. Wow. There hasn't been this many home runs in the city of Philadelphia since Wilt Chamberlain was around. <laughs> All five homers came off of starter Lance McCullers Jr., a record for most homers surrendered by a pitcher in a World Series game. But it's really no big deal because Astros players are used to being on the wrong side of history. Elon Musk shot back at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after she ridiculed his plan to charge $8 a month for Twitter users to receive that verified blue checkmark. Of course, AOC thinks it should be free because she's very active 
on socialist media. <clears throat> Musk responded to her tweet telling her, your feedback is appreciated. Now pay $8. Elon is on Twitter for, what, a little more than a week and a half or more, and he's already flipping everybody the bird. <laughs> and according to a poll of 2,000 cat owners, the average American spends $25,304 on their little fur ball during their life, which is kind of funny because most cats hate us so much they'd pay that amount just to have us killed. This uh, really sounds like a crazy amount of money, but we all know people who've spent way more on a little pussy. A Virginia man recently found a flying squirrel swimming around in his toilet. But this definitely wasn't the first time something filled with nuts was found in his toilet bowl. This has got to be one of the scariest things that you can find in a toilet, just behind a clog created by Taco Bell. Professional cornhole has been rocked by controversy after the top-ranked team was accused of using illegal beanbags at the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships. This is terrible, because you never want to have something illegally enter the cornhole. There's never been some, there's never been some crazy scandals like this in the world of fishing chess, and now we've got it in cornhole. What's going on? Next, we're going to find out someone curling during the Winter Olympics was on steroids. President Biden repeatedly said, no more drilling, when he joined Governor Kathy Hochul in Yonkers, New York. Now, initially, when he said no more drilling, people thought he was referring to his sex life without Viagra. But actually, Biden snapped at a climate protester that was heckling him. Much like pieces of art, the protester considered gluing himself to Joe, but didn't want to deal with the smell of used pins. According to new research, more than one-third of Americans won't even think about purchasing a house until they have at least $200,000 saved up, which um, translates to more than one-third of Americans won't ever buy a house. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who is saving up two hundred grand these days? You know, after bills are paid, most of us don't even have the equivalent of 200 pesos. President Biden's approval rating among independents has reached an all-time low in one survey just before the midterms. I mean, we haven't seen a rapid decline like this since Joe's cognitive state. In a survey from NBC News, Biden has just a 28 approval, 28% approval rating from independents. Now, let's put that in perspective. It's like a high school teenager's iPhone battery life percentage is probably a lot higher than that. In a gut-wrenching discovery, an Australian man found dreadful huntsman spiders and hundreds of their babies inside the trunk of his car. I don't know about any of you, but I would have blown this car up so quickly even the Taliban would have been impressed. I can't even imagine having a disgusting, hideous creature in your car. It's like whenever your wife asks you to pick up your mother-in-law. James Cameron recently stated that he is prepared to end his Avatar franchise after the third movie if Avatar The Way of Water fails at the box office. Now, there's a ton of blue in the water of Avatar, but it won't matter if they can't bring in the green, you see. Ending the franchise as a trilogy would be fine because, you know, seriously, 
How much time can people really spend on the planet Pandora? I mean, these days, folks can't even pay attention to a three-minute song on the Pandora app. Late-night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel will return to host the Oscars for the third time. The Academy announced that news this past week. They had Chris Rock last year, so I guess this year they decided to stray away from comedy. Going from Rock to Kimmel has to be the biggest downgrade of all time, but at least this time around, people will be hoping that the host actually gets slapped. And finally, Kathy Griffin was the latest casualty in Elon Musk's Twitter takeover as the comedian's account was suspended. But the most heinous thing about this story is that Kathy is still being referred to as a comedian. Despite her handle showing her own at Kathy Griffin name, the moniker by her little blue checkmark said Elon Musk, which goes against the company policy against impersonation. Although it's tough to blame Kathy for impersonation because we all understand why she'd rather be anyone else. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards is going to, well, one 18-year-old Jacksonville, Florida man who is currently in custody after holding up a store clerk with a gun, demanding money, and fleeing with cookies and soda. Jarnell Hunt was arrested by the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office and charged with armed robbery with a firearm and resisting arrest. Uh, police responded to the reports of a robbery at the Dollar General on New Kings Road around 8.15 in the morning. And when they got there, the clerk said a man later defined as Hunt brandished a knife and a gun before demanding money. Now, the clerk, said police, put money in a store-branded bag, which also contained Oreo cookies and a Mountain Dew. Hunt then fled the business on a bicycle before being spotted by officers on the lookout for the suspect. During the search, police located the money, the Oreos, and the Mountain Dew. Police also located the mask and hooded sweatshirt Hunt wore during the robbery, as well as the gun and the knife. 
Hunt was taken to the Duval County Jail without incident. <laughs> I am a little surprised that the article doesn't say this guy smoked marijuana, because after all, that would really explain the Oreos in Mountain Dew. Of course, the guy may not have been high, but I'm sure his blood sugar was. And then there's this. A 29-year-old Florida man driving a vehicle missing two tires was pulled over by law enforcement near Marion Oaks and alleged that paranormal activity was responsible. Andres Oriela Montalegre was stopped on I-75 at the off-ramp at about 4 in the morning after Marion County Sheriff's deputies noticed the vehicle's hazard lights were on and that the tires on the driver's side appeared deflated. A deputy then realized that the tires were not deflated but were missing, and Oriela Montalegre was driving on what remained of the rim, according to the sheriff's office in a Facebook post. When asked about the damage to the vehicle, Orgela Mantelegre told the deputy someone had put a curse on him and that he had hit a curb too hard. The driver said he was given a do-or-die choice in which he could either drive home without tires or set the car on fire and sleep on the median. <clears throat> the driver was then instructed to step out of the vehicle but appeared unsteady on his feet. The deputy asked him to perform a field sobriety test. He began cussing and using insults and claimed that the deputy, that the damage to his car was from paranormal activity. Oriela Montaligre eventually threatened the deputies. <clears throat> then the driver continued to make the threats and was <clears throat> ultimately arrested. <clears throat> this man was definitely under the influence of many spirits. And I don't mean ghosts. I wish that this was really paranormal activity, though. I mean, mainly because <clears throat> it'd be way a whole lot more entertaining than those movies, you know? Or how about this? A currently suspended Oklahoma City lawyer was recently arrested for showing up to a home and stripping down naked. According to the police report, David Bedford rang the doorbell of a home early in the morning where the house's home health nurse told police she spotted Bedford standing there completely naked. She slammed the door and shut the, shut the door and called police. The nurse's story was corroborated through the home security cameras. The police report says, quote, Mr. Bedford is then seen walking up to the door of the residence fully clothed. Mr. Bedford removes his clothing, puts his hands up in the air, and spins. Mr. Bedford then gets dressed, walks back to his car, and drives forward to leave the driveway, unquote. When questioned by authorities, a copy of the report shows Bedford told police that he's friends with a KFOR-TV news anchor who Bedford claimed asked him to go to the home to, quote, test the security system, ask me to take my clothes off and strip around. Bedford can be heard saying on a police officer's body cam, I was instructed to do that for security reasons. Ultimately, Bedford was arrested for indecent exposure. <clears throat> Nobody really knows why this lawyer took off his clothes. I guess it's entirely possible that maybe he works pro boner. The bad news is he's probably totally done as a lawyer. The good news is he can probably get a job as a firefighter who strips at bachelorette parties. 
And what about this? A Florida man walking his dog led deputies to an injured burglary suspect after spotting a trail of blood leading inside his neighbor's home. The dog walker told deputies he discovered his neighbor's windows were smashed and that there appeared to be blood on the front door. Responding deputies then entered the home and found the man, later identified as 32-year-old Jonathan Leaf, lying on a bed covered in blood. Leaf woke up as the deputies were inside and told them he was unsure of the previous night's events, according to the sheriff's office. Deputies said Leaf had apparently decided to break a large bay window to gain entry to the house. During his attempts to get inside, Leaf's arm was severely cut by the broken glass, leading to his trail of blood across the front of the residence and on the interior, according to the sheriff's office. The severe pain and loss of blood likely caused Leaf to pass out on the bed until the deputies arrived. Leaf st received stitches at the hospital before being taken to the Brevard County Jail, and he was charged with burglary of an unoccupied dwelling and criminal mischief and had bonds set at $17,000. Uh, <clears throat> pro tip, uh, when breaking into a home, don't leave a trail of blood. Not only will the cops find you, but so will the zombies and the vampires. <laughs> Walking your dog and finding a trail of blood's got to be pretty crazy. Talk about having a rough day. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. A Rochdale officer may have wished he had a Pokeball in order to help him catch a wild Pikachu spotted driving a lawnmower recklessly through a small town in Indiana on the streets of during Halloween night. In what Rochdale Police Department assured was a first, an officer found himself in hot pursuit of a 19-year-old Rochdale citizen who decided to electric instead of treat and gave the police and all the pursuit's witnesses a night to remember. According to the Rochdale Police, officers were made aware of a man recklessly driving a modified lawnmower through the streets of Rochdale with a trailer in tow while children dressed as ghosts and ghouls prowled the streets in their own pursuit of candy. The deputy located the erratic lawnmower driver but quickly realized it was no ordinary driver. It was the rare lawnmower Pikachu. The deputy attempted to pull the lawnmower over, but the man dressed as Pikachu responded with a shock by flipping off the deputy as he sped by, uh, best as he could. Police said the pursuit of lawnmower Pikachu went from a few blocks before the deputy then broke off the chase due to driving of the lawnmower becoming more erratic and dangerous. Police said the 19-year-old Rochdale citizen was eventually arrested and now is facing two counts of resisting law enforcement. No word, though, on this where this wild Pikachu was headed. My guess would be the nearest gym. <laughs> For those of you who aren't total losers, that's where Pokemon often do battle. The cops were stunned when he flipped them off. <laughs> they were like, man, the Pokeball's on this guy. And you'll never believe this one. A Florida man was arrested after he accused, was, or was accused of intentionally ramming his SUV into a Miami area home 
endangering the seven people inside. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said 47-year-old Nissan Ortega showed up at his ex-wife's home in Apopka about 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, the ex, Ingrid Alas, said she would not let him in because he gets violent when he drinks alcohol. Ortega reportedly then got in his SUV, rammed a car, then backed up and drove straight at the front porch. Evelyn Urrera, Alice's niece, said that she was sleeping in the home when it happened. She says, I was scared. Me and my sister was in the room when we hear the car getting inside. We run away. Alas says that they were able to escape the home unharmed through a back door. Ortega has since been charged with seven counts of attempted murder. Perhaps maybe this man was confused. You know, this is not what people mean when they say you can crash at their house. Kind of sounds like this guy needs to lay off the sauce, you know? Yeah, I mean, he needs a companion in the car not named Captain Morgan. Okay, one more. The Naples Police Department arrested a Florida man after he was found wandering around a Jaguar dealership with a rifle. Employees at the dealership contacted authorities after the man was seen wearing a camouflage tarp in the parking lot. The man would go to his truck, where he retrieved a rifle, began parading up and down the front of the dealership. As officers arrived, they made contact with Micah Bennett, who was taken into custody without incident. Now, according to the NPD, Bennett was visiting a family member in Fort Myers. His reasoning for being at the dealership, though, is unknown. An inspection of Bennett's vehicle led to the discovery of more firearms, including 14 handguns, three rifles, brass knuckles, a bulletproof vest, a toolbox containing 77 pounds of handgun ammunition, and a canister filled with 28 pounds of rifle ammunition. Bennett's been charged with four counts of aggravated assault. A risk protection order was also granted in regards to his firearms. Bennett told police he was being attacked by radiation during the incident. The Naples Police Department has requested a mental health evaluation. Bennett is in custody currently at the Naples Jail Center. And if he's convicted, Florida law could put him behind bars for more than 20 years. Of course, it's unusual to see a rifle at a Jaguar dealership. Well, mainly because men who visit those usually have smaller pieces. I mean, he claimed that he was being attacked by radiation, so, well, this might be the first time somebody went from a Jaguar dealership straight to the loony bin. Well, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it. I got five stars here for five-star stupidity, so it deserves a five-star rating, you know? Don't forget, give me a review of the podcast. If it's stupid enough, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Besides, when you rate and review the podcast, it kind of helps it to show up a little more prominently in searches because there are folks out there, believe it or not, that are desperate and are out there searching for stupidity. And please, if you could spare the time, share the podcast on your social media feeds because, look, you can't be stingy with stupidity, okay? And don't forget to subscribe because... You can get your stupid fix coming to you every time a new episode is published to your podcast player. And, of course, when you download the episodes, you don't have to worry about anything buffering while you're 
you know, in between spotty cell coverage or you got crappy Wi-Fi, you can listen buffer free, right? And by the way, if you are looking for a really good podcast app, forget the whole Apple podcast player or the Google podcast player. I recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store. It's free or for a few extra bucks, you can get a couple of paid versions. It's all completely customizable. Don't forget, this is just one of two feeds every week. Of course, besides this bonus feed, we got the weekend feed featuring Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, who is always giving me more stupid stories to consider. We'll be having stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And by the way, Pancho will also answer your questions if you're trying to seek to tap some of his wisdom. The uh, folks ask Pancho about some of life's biggest mysteries, you can might say. You can also play along with Poncho every week in our weekly round of the Insane Game Show. And don't forget, you can also interact with everything we talk about here on the podcast by using Telegram Messenger. It's a great app, and you can use that app to join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel on Telegram. I post a lot of the links to the stupid stories I read from every episode. There you can read the stories, you can share them with your friends, you can check out the videos and the photos that are featured in um, the stories and all that good stuff. You can preview the channel, get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's uh, available in desktop or mobile versions. We've got platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or even Apple. Don't forget, you can also follow me on social media with the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and get everything I've just talked about on my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And finally, this week's verbal meme. Whoever came up with the word dentures really missed the opportunity to call them substitutes. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.